You guys, actually, you two are Matt and Rachel. You're both pretty uh, fans fans of Assassin's Creed, right? Yes. Yeah, I like Assassin's Creed, the game, the ride, the coupon, not the movie. <laughs> that makes sense. I is did you, wait? Did you guys see the movie? Yeah. Yes. I've I've it's only real, seen like the first half of it, so I can't. It's so dumb. It's bad. <laughs> where does it Where does it stack rank it? Where does it land in the franchise? Better or worse than the board game? Well, I never played the board game. That sounds real dumb too. I, bet, I don't know. I think that sounds funner than that movie. Though. Yeah, it's a. Yeah. Uh, I think the board game is Assassin's Creed Revelations theme, so everyone is in their Turkish getups, and it's real nifty looking. <laughs> Nothing, nothing I love more than a good Turkish getup. Mm-hmm. They banned those in Arkansas. Did they? Yeah, you can't you can't get a Turkish getup anymore. Huh. You know what else they banned in Arkansas? What? The Savage Land. back to the Savage Land comic book podcast. It's a great, wonderful day. We're joined by a surprise guest because, fuck it, he was here anyway, so why not? Uh, my name is Jason. Who we got in Savage Land Central? I'm Matthew. I'm Rachel. And we got a special guest in the, the Savage Land uh, Annex office studio zone. I can't see anything. It's so dark in here. <laughs> uh, you've, you, you maybe, if you're one of two people who listen to the Living Dead Minute, you've heard his voice before. Introduce yourself. Who are you? Hi, I'm Sandy Parker. Yeah. And I've come all the way from down the highway to be here. <laughs> You've come all the way from about as about as far as I think I used to drive to Matt's house. Somewhere like that. Like a 40-minute drive. Something like that. 35. Yeah. 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 Brisk brisk 35. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a blast from the past driving for <laughs> 40 minutes like, to get somewhere. It's probably someplace. like a mile and a half away. No, it's actually not. It's because of traffic. <laughs> <laughs> ah, ha, ha, traffic LA joke. Ha. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh what's what's up guys how you guys doing over there rich is doing excellent how's, <laughs> how's the game so going rich <laughs> <laughs> rich was uh quite uh, preoccupied with the game before we started what did you win oh i'm not playing currently i'm just kind of staring <laughs> she's got this staring longingly <laughs> at the screen stare going on <laughs> I'm really tired. I had a long day. Why won't these gems match? Why why are you so tired, Rach? What's going on? How you how you doing? How's how's life? It just a long work day. Oh. Did you have to did you have to import and export all the business? I sure did. I just realized, Rachel, your job is a mafia cover. <laughs> You're in the import export business. Already, oh, no. I think we've already talked about this because my company is German. Oh, so yeah. that was yeah. an <laughs> even bigger cover. It was the German mafia. Yep. Are, you just like, are these like illegal cheeses you're getting into the into the country? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> just cheeses and like <laughs> thick beers. Look at all this Huda. Um well that's that's exciting. Uh we we all basically all of us saw Wonder Woman this week. And so we'll talk about that. But before we talk about Wonder Woman, we gotta we gotta pour some sweet wait, old. Wait, basic, basically all of us. Yeah, so Sandy didn't see it, but he's gonna pretend like he saw it. It's gonna be fun. I I saw Lego uh, Batman instead, and it was worth the time. Oh, yeah, it was okay. definitely worth the time. Yeah, th- that's <laughs> fine. I approve. So normally, normally uh, when we have special guests on the show, it's a thing where we're like, "Hey, why don't you come on the show to talk about this thing?" But today it was like, "Hey, we're hanging out. Why don't you just join the show?" 
Yeah. And then we held Matt and Rachel at gunpoint to make them agree to it. Uh, yeah. I yeah. am a gun. <laughs> I, I have a I have a Savage Land confession to make, guys. Confess. <laughs> I get I get genuinely emotional when I watch the golden buzzer moments from America's Got Talent. What? <laughs> <laughs> Matt, is that your catch up today? Let's talk about this. What's 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 is, the is appeal? Is this what we're doing today? We're doing oh, confessions. No. Yes, <laughs> I think we sh- I think I, I think we should. But I have a good confession uh, to make. Gen- I do. I don't know why. It's just like those poor little kids pour their little hearts out on stage and they give them a golden buzzer. Is that bad? That's good. <laughs> yeah. I was, oh, okay. I was about to golden say buzzer, like, golden, golden, golden buzzer? buzzer means they get to skip all the rest of the tryouts and go straight to the live performances. Oh, oh nice. That's like the banana sticker of America's Got Talent. It what? is exactly the banana sticker of America's Got Talent. <laughs> on, on the Savage Land, we have a, 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 a congratulations award that's just a mm-hmm. banana sticker. Mm-hmm. They don't really yeah. exist, though. That's pretty wizard. That's pre- that's it's so wizard. Damn it! So wizard. Almost. It's actually, it's real. It's brutal, guys. I don't. It's a metalocalypse thing. If uh, for those out there. So, uh, yeah, I don't know why. It, it's just something about like I watched one today. It was this this little deaf girl, and she she played ukulele and sang a song she wrote about how oh. like persevering through being deaf, and she's a hundred percent deaf, and she sang, and she's really good singer and deaf. That's 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 played, actually quite impressive. Ukulele. That's a so that's a hard yeah. to accomplish. It's, I mean, they're they're all generally very impressive when they get the golden buzzer, but those kill makes the little kids' days. There's they had a happy moment. How did uh, you? I don't know. How did you come to start watching America's Got Talent, Matt? That's not the show that I would peg you for watching, dude. I, I yeah, that's the weird thing. I uh, I don't know what started it, but I was watch I would watch America's Got Talent uh, years ago. Not the actual show, just the, like the day after they release all the YouTube clips. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but just America's Got Talent. I never, I didn't like any of the other one of those, the ones of those shows. The Voice. I think I liked it because no, I liked America's Got Talent because people would do like dancing or like bad magic tricks or <laughs> you know whatever. <laughs> I'm the next David there Blaine. Was, there's, there's absolutely some Schadenfreude in there where I where I just enjoy <laughs> watching people go up on stage and just perform horribly. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. I legitimately like if if you were to if if Rachel were to come to me one day and be like, "Hey, Jason, uh, what do you think Matt's been spending his free time doing, or what kind of entertainment has Matt <laughs> been consuming?" Uh, and we, you know, and Rachel and I were to hash that out for a while. I think, I mean, we could probably go for four hours of discussing possibilities before we would reach America's Got Talent. Yeah, yeah. So that's 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 I'm I'm proud of you, Matt. You're uh, you're branching out. That's my Savage Land confession. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I guess while we're doing confessions, I'll I'll go ahead and confess something. Okay. Uh, I really, really, really like Riverdale. Oh my god! Oh no! <laughs> I watched. I, I know. But here's the thing that doesn't surprise me in the least. <laughs> <laughs> I watched four episodes of it last night. That's four hours of my life devoted to watching Riverdale in one day. Ugh. And good God, is it fucking good? Uh, guys funny look you say that you can't you can't sell me even my coworker was trying to sell me he sold me on it and like i grew up reading a lot of archie comics and thought this show looked like a butthole (laughs) i (laughs) here's the thing here's what you got to recognize about riverdale is that it doesn't exist in our world. It exists in a completely different world where everything is like the most surreal thing it could possibly be. Uh, the Archieverse. 
it's not even the Archieverse. This is some weird place that doesn't exist. It's just like a place that's out of time and out of it's any the Arch Archieverse. Archieverse B. Archieverse B. Yeah, because Archieverse. That's 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 where I accept the comics coming from. Uh, this is just totally separate. Uh, but it's it's surreal and it's weird and the drama is very heightened and it's 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 a very horny show. But good mm. God, are these subplots like? It's it's a tangled web they're weaving. Oh boy! Can Sabrina you know what, do you magic? You know what I didn't like about oh, it? What? Um, the only episode that I watched. Uh-huh. Josie and the Pussycats were mean. They well, they were like a. They, they were mean. They come around. They're though. bitches. No, biatches. they're biatches. They were a little. They were a little bitchy in the first episode, but they they come around. They have an arc. That's the that's Meh. the other thing about the show. Meh. Everybody in the show has an arc. Like everybody is growing. Everybody is experiencing change and it's amazing. Plus there's like this really long and winding murder mystery that in the first episode you're like, "Oh, okay, I know who killed him." No, you don't. No, you don't. It was Sonic. I know who I know who killed him. Do you I know do who too. killed him? This jughead the whole time. <laughs> Damn it. No, I asked I asked Dude. my coworker cuz she was trying to sell me. I'm like, "Well, I don't I don't really care, but who killed the kid?" And she told me. Well, to see, here's the interesting thing, though, is like the thing that you think is most important in the first episode ends up not being that important. Like none of it's important. <laughs> look, guys, <laughs> it's a good that's show. Why it's confe- that's why it's confession time. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I will never be sold on that. <sighs> show. I, I feel so bad for you because once you accept Riverdale into your life, you, you will I live happier. I'm going to take a chance on this. I've accepted a lot of really, really bad everything's yeah. into my life. It's I've on Netflix. It's on Netflix. It's you can watch it. It's and it's it's shot really well. It's a beautiful show. How does it? So all right, real fast. Which one takes <laughs> the record on this? DC Legends of Tomorrow or Riverdale? Oh, Riverdale, easily. Okay, cool. Easily, Legends of Tomorrow doesn't suck as much as Arrow, but it's still not a good show. I mean, it's just Doctor Who. So no, it's bad Doctor Who. Well, Doctor Who is bad Doctor Who. <laughs> Don't say that to Rachel. Yeah. There's fighting words over here. Nah, <laughs> everybody gets everybody has their own opinion. Like if you don't I mean, like look, it, I'm not going to be like you suck. <laughs> <laughs> no man, I <laughs> hey the the Peter Capaldi stuff has been the best that show's been Go in like rage. six years. You so. Suck, <laughs> suck. Oh. Um, yeah, no, I would I, say I, I don't care. I would know, say the, I love Doctor Who, but I don't care if other people don't like it just Doctor like who? i mean i don't like riverdale but it's cool that you like it so whatever here here's what i'll say is that i think that riverdale is uh just as good as the best parts of the flash or the best parts of supernatural mm, you had me yeah. you had me in the first half there <laughs> you don't like supernatural uh, i had a roommate in college that would just turn on the tv to charmed or supernatural mm. leave it on all day and then leave well, he would leave the apartment and just leave it on i will say supernatural has overstayed its welcome but there was oh, de- yes. there was definitely some fun episodes there in the first couple seasons uh, supernatural was great for five seasons and then it turned into the worst steaming pile of crap ever i never yep. gave it five seasons but uh because well, five seasons was the original intended run, mm-hmm. and it's a full, complete, resolved arc. Like, yeah, you could end at season five, and everything's wrapped up nice and great. And then it just—they were it, like, "Hey, you know what? We should do seven more." It gets to Big Bang Theory territory, where it's too big to uh, let it cancel because then the network's entire the ratings banks. will plummet. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yep. Did you? By the way, just like side tangent, did you guys see that they're doing like a, a Sheldon origin Kill series? Me. 
I saw the picture for oh. it today when I logged in to watch James Corden on CBS. Yeah. I thought I thought that that was like an April Fool's joke, and then I realized it was May when they announced it. Uh, good God. What the fuck is wrong with people? Who asked And for it's this? just called Young Sheldon. Yeah. Yeah. Like, maybe maybe they're trying to cash in on all those the Young Pope dollars. But. <laughs> are, are there young it's, it's pope the dollars? Thing. There's a there's a young pope dollar somewhere. Okay, <laughs> sure. <laughs> I don't know. I, anyway, that's just dumb shit. I I hate I hate it when a show gets big enough that the network won't allow it to be canceled because then the network would just completely die. And that's like now that now that CW has all these DC shows and Riverdale that they can like ride on the backs of, they're okay with letting Supernatural fall out finally. But like CBS. Them. CBS has nothing but NCIS and Big Bang Theory, and they're going to ride that wave. Oh no, they no they they have they have a new Star Trek show that they really hope you don't watch. Yeah, because they're going to put it on their exclusive. They app. have a they hardcore do not want anyone to see uh, what is arguably their most notable franchise. Yep. Ugh. Wait, they're really not they're not putting it on normal. No, it's it's their it's their well, online subscription service only. They so yeah. the That's first episode, the pilot episode, will be on air. But then, if you want to continue with it, you have to sign up for their exclusive app. Fucking dumb. No. Yeah. Exactly. Welcome to the world of pirates. Exactly. Exactly. If you want people to pirate your show without giving you any money, that's exactly how you do it. Like, I'm sorry. Yep. But I do not feel bad for you if that if like you're not making money off of that show. Because it's 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 impo- like they've found a way to do the one thing, the one way that you could not make money on Star Trek, and that is to make it inaccessible. Like, wait, weren't, weren't people like, weren't people like, there's two women captains? Ooh. Well, yeah, yeah, assholes yeah. were, but like, I think most people are excited for the show. Honestly, I don't think it looks very good. I think it looks all right. I mean, it, it looks a little too J.J. Abrams for my liking, but... That's 50% of why I don't think it looks very good. Yeah, <laughs> I'll I, check it out. Yeah, I'm just glad to see a Star Trek series, you oh, know yeah. what I mean? I mean, we've... Hey, Enterprise was on, and Star Trek the Animated Series was on, so we've already got, like, pretty low <laughs> points for the franchise, so I'm sure it'll be okay, yeah. at worst. At worst. At worst. Um, What's it called? Discovery? Discovery? Discovery, yeah. It takes place between... The original series and Star Trek Enterprise, so it's still a prequel, but it's a sequel to the original prequel. Yeah, a sequel to the most recent got, prequel. It got, is it not out yet? Not or yet. Is it already not out? Yet. I think not they've yet. probably released like preview stuff to reviewers or whatever. Yeah, I was going to say the reviews are very, very favorable. For wait, reviews are coming out of Discovery. Yeah, I'm sure All they right, sent well, some screener episodes to a bunch of people. I know what I'm doing tonight. <laughs> You're going home and watching it legitimately. If it's out, yeah. Otherwise, I'm just gonna not. One hundred percent legitimately. One hundred percent legitimately. Um, Rachel, what's what's your catch up? What you got brewing? Matt and I made some confessions. What do you got in your head? Hmm. Come on, you got a confession in there. I, it doesn't have to be a confession. I you can just make a regular. Confess. I, don't know if I, I don't know if I do have a confession. Talk to the like young pope, Rachel. Like confess to the young pope. Hi, I'm WWE. Young pope. Rachel's I used to watch WWE. Nice. Hell yeah! In middle school. Nice. Yeah. Who is your favorite? Uh, I really liked Triple H. Nice. Oh, good stuff. Uh, Howard, that, Howard yeah. Hughes, Holton. Was that hair <laughs> era Triple H or no hair era Triple H? I can't remember. Hair, hair era. Hera, hair, era. Yeah. Hair, the hair. The Hera. <laughs> the Hera. 
<laughs> by the way, just while we're talking about WWE, don't you guys think that John Cena would make a perfect Shazam to Dwayne Johnson's uh, uh, Black Adam? It'd be really good. Uh, Anybody? How I do you know. just a I hulking really like man John child? Cena, but I don't. I don't know. I think he'd be great. He'd be super good. You grow his hair out a little bit, and then it's just Dwayne Johnson versus the Rock, or sorry, the Rock versus uh, John Cena on screen. Like, and they just like get all these other wrestlers to be like background actors or Egyptian gods or something. That'd be awesome. I don't know. No, no. Uh, I, I'd, I I'd see that for that. a dollar. <laughs> I, I I just don't think there's anybody else you could cast as Shazam. Anyway. We don't have to talk about that. Uh, yeah, what you got, Rachel? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I guess this could sort of be a confession <laughs> slash rant. Um, yes. Cap and I, Cap and I watched the first episode of The Last Ship. What the fuck is that? I think I've heard. I of don't this. know what that is. It it was on Hulu, and it's it was on uh, TNT, and it's actually oh, produced boy. by Michael Bay. So Ooh, there you go. Rachel rant. And it it's a like a navy drama. Oh yeah. Ooh. Are they in space? It involves this Gibbs like virus that came out of the Arctic that is now killing people, and it was the worst thing I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> All they did was repeat themselves. Repeat like they would stuff. say something repeat and stuff. then say repeat it again, stuff. just over and over and over Bendis again. speak? They'd say it again? <laughs> they say it again. They say it again? Wait, the words they and said, they what would they again? do? Over and over again. Yeah. Oh. So they would say one thing and then say it again. Mm. Again? Wait, so Twice what, what about themselves. the thing that they said, though? <laughs> this could go on forever. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh... But no, it, it, Special thanks to it guest was... writer Brian Michael Bendis for this episode. Anyway, go on. Michael Bay Bendis. <laughs> yeah, it was just... Yeah, you know Bendis, the comic book writer? Oh, God. <laughs> Michael Bay Bendis. Go Brian home. Michael Bay Bendis. I'm uh, going okay. home. Uh, Anyways, <laughs> it is the worst thing I've ever seen in my entire life. The last and, ship. And, like, obviously, Cap is in the military, so every single thing they got wrong... <laughs> So, like, no research was put into it. Like, obviously, they repeated themselves all the time. So, there was, like, no script. It was, it was so bad. They just show Wait, up. There's, there's five seasons of this show. Oh, my yeah. God. How? Starring, starring none other than Adam Baldwin. Yeah, yep. the best Baldwin. <laughs> <laughs> the best Baldwin, yeah. brother. This totally back in, the best guys, one. How long ago was that episode where we like dove really deep into the Baldwin dichotomy? <laughs> I don't know. I don't even remember. That was so long ago. I love... What? That sounds real stupid. It's <laughs> beyond stupid. I Wait, so why is it the last ship, though? If it takes place in the Navy, I'm sure the Navy has more ships. Well, there was a virus. The virus well, no, eats there's the a ships. Virus. Oh, the, virus right. at- the virus is attacking all of humanity, so the ship is like the last place that people can live on. Yeah. That's stupid. See, I think that's an <laughs> I think that's an okay concept, but I just don't trust a concept that requires uh, good characters in the hands of Michael Bay. So everyone no, on Earth is dead except for good, the people on this boat. Yeah, it, they're not good characters. So yeah, I think Snowpiercer probably did it better. Probably, yes. Voyager sounds like it did it better. Ugh. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> everything you can think of did it better than this show. <laughs> Pepperidge Farm remembers when people did it better. How how old is Michael Bay? 
He's like 50. He's in 50. Like, he's never going to die. He's going to be 300 yeah. years old, and he's going to be a, a withered emperor king of movies, and he's going to be like, more explosion. Well, I think here's, here's the... Uh, I think he'll be. I think he'll be. He'll be that old, and he'll still be doing remakes of '80s th- franchises. <laughs> I mean, he's just, just going to really start digging down. He's going to be like. He's going to be like. Uh, what was the? What was the? What was the little? Uh, Mac and what me. What were those little micro wrestler dudes? The little wrestler. Oh, rock'em sock'em robots. robots. No, no, no. They were they were like monster in my pockets, but they were the other monster in Pokemon. my pockets. Oh, I know what you're talking about, but I can't remember what they're called. Anyway, that's the next Mike. Whatever, you, <laughs> get, you get my point. How He's long 52. do you think it is before Michael Bay remakes The Rock or The Island? Like if before he just starts rebooting the himself. Rock. Well, he already did remake The Island. It was called Transformers. <laughs> I guess that's fair, actually. Yeah, well, he reused all that yeah. footage from it. Yeah, huh? That's funny. Um, Wait, did you know his cousin-in-law is Leonard Nimoy? What? That's a goddamn shame. <laughs> you shut your mouth. <laughs> God damn it. Everything. Rest, in, rest in peace, Lenny. Michael Bay's got to get his dick in everything we love. Ah, that's the worst. I hope he didn't get his dick uh, in Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> Not in Leonard D- Nimoy, but I'm oh. sure in the family. Ugh. Yeah, that's getting into weird some territory, guys. So, it, <laughs> yeah. did, uh, how many episodes did you watch of the <laughs> ship show? One. Ship Just one? Ship show that's or shit show? All, that's all I could make it through you know cap went home and watched the rest right no he was like annoyed with it (laughs) he's really annoyed when military things are wrong Mm. for new listeners uh if you just keep hearing this name cap thrown around rachel's boyfriend is 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 quite literally captain america he's an army he's an army dude who's just buff and handsome and a nice general nice guy that's also blonde and has a shield doesn't (laughs) he have a shield or does he have a jacket something like that uh, he has a shield, but he has a motorcycle jacket oh. that's the stealth suit. Ah, yeah, it. he's a good guy. Adorable. He's a good guy. His name's also Steve Rogers. I'm just kidding. It's not. <laughs> yeah. The guy, yeah, the guy totally. that used to live in my old apartment was named Steven Rogers. And really? So we always got Captain America's mail. Oh. <sighs> <laughs> I mean, we, we found out that the reason he moved out is because he went to jail. So I don't think he was particularly Captain America E. Yeah, yeah. So. Oh. I'm liking this alternate uh, universe. Yeah, exactly. I'm liking this uh, cycle we're going on though with doing uh, like rotating one ketchup at a time though, and so I think we should all do our ketchup one at a time. Let's have let's have Sandy give another ketchup. Uh, do you want? Should we talk about the alien thing? Because uh, that's the thing. That's the only like other than it's that in Assassin's Creed Four. I can talk well, about talk about Kingdom Come a little bit. Oh yeah, oh, but yeah, it it doesn't have to be uh, the, a geek movie or comic book. It doesn't. I work a lot. <laughs> that, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I I finally read Kingdom Come. It's been a long time coming. Uh, I'm here all week. Try the V. Always tip your waitresses. Um, <laughs> that book is is really good, and I don't really want to read any more DC stories now because of it. Because of it, I'm like, oh well, this is here we go. We've done it, boys. Uh, yes, I agree. But I would challenge you to read Darwin Cook's The New Frontier. Because I think oh, that yeah, it, it, I uh, I have volume two of that at my apartment. Oh, and dope. So it's meaningless because I don't <laughs> have the first one. I can I can uh, I can lend you volume one. But I mean, Milo has it. I mean, from Wait, what yeah, I, from what I've seen of that, that I feel like Holy I'm going to have very Christ, similar. They can't feelings. get it together. No, they can't. <laughs> They're all over the place. So 
Well, so I just <laughs> basically what I'm saying is that I think that the new frontier uh, captures the spirit of what Kingdom Come set out to accomplish, which is that superheroes can be optimistic mm-hmm. and you don't have to focus on violence to make them interesting. Um, but so what what do you think of the Alex Ross art style? Like, does that when I was well younger, you? I couldn't stand it because it was like, this is dumb. These are very realistic oil paintings blah 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 mm-hmm. but like as i've gotten older and like i've seen you know all the superhero movies coming out now and like they're doing their costuming better than a lot of people have been doing but something in my brain has just switched over to being like yeah i want to see some badly fitting spandex on some dumpy old men mm. like something i mean and the way they're depicted it's not that they're dumpy but it's still a lot closer to Batman sixty six yeah. than it is to to Ben Affleck. Yeah, yeah. Like something about just specifically the costuming in his art styles really speaks to me. And it's like, oh yeah, this is what they'd look like if if the weird retro nostalgic stuff was real. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> you like it? It's good. It's good. Yeah, Mark Wade's a great writer, and I'm sure, like, because you you borrowed my Absolute Edition, and yeah. so I'm sure the Alex Ross art looks amazing when it's just like it's, giant. It's really, really gorgeous. Like, yeah, I I'm particularly fond of all of the uh, the new heroes, the young, the young, uh, terrible superheroes, the, Ro- the Rob Liefeld uh, inspirations. Oh, it's incredible. That's just such a such a call out on the entire design philosophy of that decade. Yeah, just like oh my god. I like I like that Magog was just like this embodiment of like Jim Lee, Rob Liefeld, Todd McFarlane, mm-hmm. like just the the early image nonsense. Um, and everyone has nipple rings. Everyone has nipple rings. Everyone has nipple rings. It's incredible. <laughs> Guys, do you have nipple sold? Rings? Yeah, sold. <laughs> there you go. I've got three. Uh, Rachel, Matt, have you guys read Kingdom Come before? No. No. God damn, it's good. Super good. Mark Wade, Alex Ross. What's not to love? I just went looking for it in our in the uh, Savage Land Library. It doesn't exist. Oh, it'll it'll be in the library shortly then. Sure, it will. Um, but uh, yeah, and I mean, like, I love when people write stories with uh, like a with anger. You know, when somebody's really nice. pissed off about something and they write a story about it, which is you know when Alan Moore wrote Watchmen or V for Vendetta, <laughs> and like I, I don't know, I, I love it when people are just like writing a story just to like air their grievances about a certain thing it's just, it's always fun um yeah mark wade at his finest man and it's, alex it's, ross it's a really impressive work yeah nothing nothing like old superman coming out of retirement uh matt what you got what's your second catch-up uh wag <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was my howard the duck impression uh, no, I, I yeah, I read. Uh, I've been oh, I've been Howard the ducking it up. You mother like ducker, man, duck this, <laughs> duck you. <laughs> uh, so um, you've been reading the Chip Zdarsky run. I did. Well, I read. So he's got the six issue run before Secret Wars, and then uh, fifteen issue run after Secret Wars. Mm. Um, but man, that is I. Uh, I was I was I was, I was telling Rachel earlier because. Uh, Rachel and I have somewhat of a similar sense of humor, so I was trying to figure out the best way to describe why it's a good read. Yeah, because I think I forever I was I've thought Howard the Duck was the such a dumb character, uh-huh. and why would I 
ever want to read a Howard the Duck comic. Oh, dude. I That's, think you answered your own question so, there. And it's so, well, yeah, it's so stupid. And then then uh, Jason started showing, like, Chip when Chip Zdarsky started writing Spider-Man, mm-hmm. I don't know, he just kind of, like, popped. For me, kind of, like, I just started seeing him all over the place. And he's such a funny guy. He is. So, he is so maybe I was the like, he's, he's so funny. I'll give his Howard the Duck a shot, <laughs> and it's hands down one of the funniest comics I've ever read. Is is a uh, Ryan North working with him on that one? No, mm. I don't. I don't no. think so. No. Okay. It's uh, um, I can't remember who the artist is, but uh, holy smokes! Wasn't it Chris Chris Anka? Maybe. Uh, I don't know. No, uh, what uh, what's his name? Quinones. Oh, Quinones. Joe Joe Quinones. Yes, Quinones. Yeah. Um. So what? He's w- <laughs> sorry. I was. I was just gonna ask. Like, what's the Howard the Duck series about? Um, it's not really about <laughs> anything. It's. I mean, it's kind of like <laughs> it's not. Here's here's Howard the Duck. Here's his wacky situations he gets in with. You know, your 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 superhero of the week, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and just like yeah i guess you could say it's 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 uh the 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 zany unfortunate events howard the duck finds himself in constantly because right? he's i guess he's like a private investigator or something like that right he's a de- he's a duck detective uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> um yeah, you know he's a private detective, and like, yeah, it starts out and he's trying to find a necklace or something, and then it just kind of spirals out of control. But yeah, I love it. I but, see. Here's no. the thing, though: is like Howard the Duck is underrated, man. If you read the original, like Steve Gerber Howard the Duck stuff, that stuff is incredible. Like it's it's some of the most biting satire you'll ever read in comics. Well, and that's what this the the new run does really well is it calls back to the old stuff a lot. Like he meets up with a lot of the old villains. Nice. Um, and they're you know they're they're it's you know forty years later for those villains too so that's pretty funny, that's incredible. Uh, no, that's great. Chip Chip Zdarsky's just he's a clever, clever, clever guy, who's got an excellent sense of comedic timing. Yeah, uh, and wit. Uh, he's yeah, it's super great. If you ever, I mean, all the way through to Squirrel Girl because there's a Squirrel mm-hmm. Girl crossover, and I thought Squirrel Girl was super stupid. Oh, Squirrel Girl's great. And, it's great, and that crossover is one of the funniest things I've ever read. It's like it's too good. <laughs> uh, it's ridiculous. So I yeah, I will say if you ever want to just like lose a few hours of your life, just go onto Chip Zdarsky's Twitter feed. Uh, <laughs> as Rachel and Matt have been subjected to, I like anytime that guy tweets something, I laugh my ass off. I immediately screenshot it and then I send it into the group chat to Matt and Rachel. <laughs> There. No, he's yeah. I I it, 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 I I'm you know because I'm excited for this to start reading Spider Man, so I was like, all right, let me get a handle on this Chip Zdarsky fella. <laughs> and now I can't be more excited for him writing a Spider Man series. Too bad for you. He was bitten by a radioactive bad writer. Oh, that's what he said in his own Twitter feed. Wow. I know. I I get it. I was I, I was just, I was I was prefacing it for Sandy. He had a shocked expression on his face. Just slamming Chip Zdarsky out no, of nowhere. I love that guy. He's he's a he's a sexy criminal because he he's the artist on sex yep, criminals. Yep, got it, <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, that's dope, man. I I I, I like that man a lot. Chip yep. Zdarsky, if Read. you're listening to this, come on our show, please. Not in the sexual sense. Just like let us interview you. I mean, well, you, you can, can do too. that too. Yeah, if you want to masturbate the entire time, that's fine. Please, Daddy. <laughs> 
<laughs> Shut it down. Weird. We're done. <laughs> if I if I had known that today while we were recording, I could get Matt to say "please, Daddy" on air, I I would have shit my pants. <laughs> That's amazing. That's how you summon Chip Zdarsky. <laughs> <laughs> That's his Beetlejuice. <laughs> Oh, that's too good. <clears throat> uh, yeah, uh, yeah. And his, I will say, I read his uh, Star Lord run recently, and it was it was quite good. Yeah, that's where I'm. Ge- I'm headed there next. So. I'm so, excited. Such a good team on that book. Um, yep. Dope. Is that is that all you had to say about Howard? I mean, <laughs> enough said. Enough said. Excelsior. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. My uh, my second catch up is that I watched, and this will actually. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh. So do you guys do you guys know the name William Moulton Marston? I'm squinting. That's, a, that's an overwhelming negative there, bud. Overwhelming negative. All right. Uh, William Moulton Marston uh, is famous for creating the polygraph, the lie detector test. Jan hmm. Michael Vincent? Jan Michael Vincent. <laughs> We're in a world without Sorry, Jan Michael Vincent's. Who's, um, who's Jan Michael Vincent? Is that, it's, is that somebody? <laughs> I, uh, should I? Um, so He's going to Jan Michael your Vincent. <laughs> This January. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> it's called Two Brothers. Just called Two Brothers. That's it. Just, Just two, two of them. Brothers. And they're running. Um, so, <laughs> William Moulton Marston, uh, famous for creating the polygraph test, uh, which is the lie detector. Uh, guy had a storied career, an interesting life, uh, very noted for uh, being a. Um, I don't know about a swinger, but having an interesting relationship at a time when uh, that thing wasn't so interesting. And so, you know, much has been noted about how he was married and then uh, his assistant from the university that he worked at, like, moved in with him and his wife and they had kind of this love triangle thing going on. All that stuff. So a very interesting guy. Uh, Other interesting fact, he also created Wonder Woman. And uh, recently I saw a screening. I saw it a few weeks ago, but I wanted to wait until we were talking about Wonder Woman. Uh... I saw a screening for a biopic that was made about William Moulton Marston. Tell the whole story. Yeah. Okay, so I went to this screening. <laughs> <laughs> Matt and Rachel, no, no, no. Tell the whole story. So, okay. Whole st- the whole story is, guys, I'm seeing Wonder Woman tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and so, we said, how? And you're like, I got special pre-screening tickets. <laughs> yeah. I, I got So I got screening tickets to a, a movie, and I legitimately, like, all I saw was... Wonder Woman. And I was like, oh, cool. And I just immediately like said, okay, accept two tickets, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and literally, like, not until I sat down in the theater did I realize, oh, wait a minute. This is not <laughs> Wonder Woman. And, like, I thought it was weird at first. I was like, man, it is. Because this was, like, early May. And so I was like, this is, like, early for a screening to be coming out. Uh, and so I sit down, and for in like 15 minutes of the movie, I thought it was like a, a ploy, like a joke that they were like showing this to like, I don't know, I don't know, to fuck with people. I don't know what it was. Uh, but it ends up being a biopic about the guy who created Wonder Woman starring uh, Luke Evans, who is the guy from Dracula Untold. <laughs> I like Luke Evans. I don't like him. I don't know why. I just can't get into that guy's face. I like him. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so it was it was an interesting movie to watch because it, it definitely explored a lot of these uh, areas of his life and like uh, the fact that he kind of became like a social pariah because of, of the nature of his and his wife's relationship with their uh, assistant. Um, 
and just and the things that went into Wonder Woman because Wonder Woman was basically inspired by his wife and and his girlfriend um or his wife and their yeah, girlfriend Yeah I I remember reading that the creator of Wonder Woman was really into um BDSM yes. and cuz Wonder Woman's like in the beginning her only weakness was having her hands tied by yeah. a man <laughs> Yep kinky stuff It so was I, I I knew that much but that that's about it yeah, and I mean the movie like the movie goes full bore into it. Like they they really don't hold any punches on like on the full kinkiness of uh Sounds amazing. of his life. And so like they're they're going into sex clubs and getting all exploratory with each other. There's a there's an orgy scene. Uh it's like this this movie goes full fucking bore. Um the I will say there are definitely some factual inaccuracies in this movie. Uh like there are a few things in there that are just blatantly not true. Uh, does he also create about Batman? His life. He does not also create Batman. Mm. Wonder Woman's the only comic book character he created. No, that was the oh. joke. Oh. Um, just I, just some things about like how... First off, how he uh, came to get Wonder Woman published and things like that. Like It just didn't go that way. Um, but still very interesting watching this movie about a guy creating it and like... And and like there there were also some really overt like things that they put into the movie about what inspired Wonder Woman's costume uh, that were not like just just like couldn't be true like the way that they set up how he came up with the inspiration for Wonder Woman's costume which for the most part wasn't even him uh, it was the artist that he hired like they they basically had a woman in a sex club like get dressed up in verbatim the wonder woman outfit with the lasso and the tiara and everything and then has has him go like huzzah and like creates that same outfit in a comic book character does he really say huzzah he doesn't say huzzah but it's basically like his eureka moment where he's just like oh it all makes sense now i'm gonna create a comic book character and it's like it's really weird and fake uh because, like, you know, the rope that was binding her became the lasso of truth. And then this random TR that they put on her for no reason became Wonder Woman's TR. And, like, just, like, dumb. Like, it sounds kind of gross. It was... <sighs> it was interesting to watch. I, It was a movie that was definitely made by somebody uh, who had an agenda to push with this movie. Like, it was... Somebody made this movie to try and get more people to accept BDSM. Which is fine with me. Uh, but when you're creating art, like, and I know I just talked about people with like airing their grievances with art, but the thing is, you need at least some subtlety when you're shoving a message down somebody's throat via a story. Uh, and there are there are many times during this movie where the momentum just gets stopped in its tracks for them to be like, "Hey, BDSM's not so bad," and then just like go back into the movie, like, just hmm. weird. Anyway, uh, but check it out because you know you'll you'll learn some interesting things about about a lot of stuff what, about yourself about even. yourself yeah <laughs> what's what's this movie called again uh, it's called will it's called professor marston and the wonder women that's a bad name yeah it's, it's a yeah, dumb name that doesn't sound very good it has an indefinite release date so i have no idea when it's coming out uh, i'm so stoked yeah it, i i was shocked that they got luke evans for this movie because i was like this does not seem like a solid production uh there was also a lot of weird lighting and sound stuff but that's whatever um uh yeah However, if you really want to find out like some good details about uh, about Wonder Woman's origins, um, there's a wait. When did this? What was this movie called? Professor Marston and the Wonder Women. It's not even on his IMDb. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's not. I'm looking right at it right now. I I was I I've pulled it up before. Um, it's because it it didn't come out yet. Like it's still not 
out. So it's in the most recent part. But uh, yeah, so uh, I would say there's a there's mm-hmm. a book that was written. I can't remember what it's called, but there's a book that was written about the history of Wonder Woman. I would say if you want to actually learn about how Wonder Woman came to be, that's probably a better source than this movie. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, that's uh, that's that's my catch up. Rachy Rach. Cool. Um, what else did I do? I'm like a zombie. <laughs> oh, I did uh, read under the advice of Matt. I read Mockingbird by oh, yeah. by Chelsea Kane. Oh yeah, that's a good comic. Did you read the whole thing? I read volume one and two. That's all there is. By the way, Matt, yeah. it's totally on his IMDb. Anyway, keep going. Oh, damn. I just found it too. Shut up. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Mommy and daddy are fighting again. <laughs> I'm sorry. We'll stop fighting. Uh, tell us about Mockingbird, Rich. What, what'd you think? <laughs> I loved it. And I have never really been a fan of her at all. And I really didn't like her in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., she really bothered me. Oh, Mockingbird. But this was a really fun, funny, enjoyable comic. Like, it, some of it's just off the wall. Yeah. And it's hilarious. Yeah. And there's corgis. Yeah. There's so Hooray, many corgis. Yeah. <laughs> On a cruise ship. Like, it's incredible. And yep. uh, Hawkeye shows up. Yeah, I love me some good Hawkeye. Um. Did you did you have a problem with her feminist agenda? Did you ask her about it? I asked, and I do not have a problem with it. <laughs> it's a good agenda. Yeah, I felt it, pretty good, good about one. her feminist agenda. Yeah, I I loved it. I so it, it's it's interesting because like I mean basically Chelsea Kane got like driven away from comics because fanboys are all a bunch of fucking assholes, mm. uh, and that comic book series is super good, and it sucks because like. We basically, like, we lost a good comic book writer uh, who we're not going to see any comics from anymore because she's basically like, no, fuck this industry. That's okay. She's a woman. It didn't matter anyway. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, that Well, that's the thing is, like, that's how that's how fucking fanboys respond to a lot of this shit is it's just like, oh, the, I, I, the feminist shit sucks. I just, I, I hate it. So I'm going to go on Twitter and, like, give death threats and, like, all this shit. Like, what are you doing, man? Have you ever talked to a woman? Yeah, probably not. It's like they're kind of <laughs> half the planet. Get with it. It's just it's no. You're, you're supposed to tell them that they're stupid and they don't know anything about feminism and they suck. Well, feminists are just a bunch of man hating lesbos, right? Guys? Yes. Yeah. Yep. I mean, thumbs up to all the man hating lesbos out there. Those guys rule. <laughs> I'm I'm pr- I am pro man hating lesbo. For the record. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Santa gets the banana sticker of the. Uh, okay. <laughs> of the no, I'm with banana. you. I mean, I just think that's it. I think I just I can't. I I am I am I am very disappointed after reading that series and how people treated her. Due to the, I mean, it's so good. It's such a well written, well thought out, very very funny story. There's no reason other than. People want to be assholes. I mean, it's like yeah. it's nominated for Eisner's. Like it's it's a yeah. damn it's, good series. It's amazing. Yeah. It's so news. good. And it's just like, I uh, yeah. Ugh. And she's she's been like she was in the news again yesterday because uh, like in in talking to the Eisner people, apparently the Eisner people don't have any contact info for any of the writers or artists or whoever, so they have to work through the publishers. Um, 
and and Chelsea left Marvel because of a the fans, but also b how the Marvel Corporation handled the whole thing. Um, and so she started talking about just like the the industry and like how awfully Marvel as a corporation handles issues and like handles its creators and stuff like and it was just it was just interesting watching her like vent about this talking about how it's kind of like an abusive relationship um i don't know it it just sucks man when like really talented people get completely driven away from and it i mean i'm not saying it happens all the time or anything but like when it does happen it fucking blows because it's like you want to see more like i would have loved to see this mockingbird series go on for years you know oh yeah yeah or just see what else she could do within the universe. She, I mean, she has such a unique voice in the universe. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, hands down, the one of the best of the Civil War tie-in comics that I read. Yeah. Oh, Civil for sure. War two. Yeah. yeah. And I think like it's also kind of what I like about uh, right now how DC has its pop-up imprints. You know how they have the Hanna Barbera comics, the Young Animal books, and the the Wildstorm books. Like because it kind of gives especially in the case of young animal, it gives this sort of zone where super unique voices can go and just like do whatever the fuck they want, like play in their playground. You know, uh, Mark Russell can write a Flintstones comic book. That's about like modern, you know, like gentrification and like, like real societal issues, you know, and, and they can write this shade, the changing girl book about like accepting yourself. Like, I don't, it just, it's, it's nice when you can see these areas where people can express themselves and it makes it even worse that there are still areas in the comic book world where creators can't like just be unbridled and have their voice. Yeah, for sure. But, but you, you, uh, two, two thumbs way up your butt, Rach. Way up my butt. You gotta, you gotta put a way up your butt there, Morty. All the way in the stomach. Just, (laughs) (laughs) um, yeah, if you want to see like a really interesting dialogue, you can go to uh, as much as I hate recommending this website, you can go to bleedingcool.com and there's it's got kind of all the the things about uh Chelsea Kane talking about the industry and its woes. Um it's it's a really interesting read. Uh yeah. But yeah. That's uh that's 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 that. Do you, that is that. Uh now did you <laughs> did you guys want to talk about that alien covenant stuff or did you want to just get into Wonder Woman? Um uh, Let's skip Alien till Rich has his chance to see it. it. It's my next thing on my list. Okay, well, Alien's important to us over here in the Savage Land Central. So yeah, I'm j- I'm just poor. <laughs> I know, and we I know that like Matt's been making a concerted effort not to to uh, give his opinion to Rachel on how Alien Covenant was. So we'll we'll keep yes. your your ears sacred. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> No, I think we could transition unless anyone else has anything else that's ketchup-y or, or anecdote or just generally funny. I got bagels I, I last night. I do have night. a funny story I about being the, in the theater yes, to I see Wonder Woman yes. Yes. yesterday. Perfect segue. Perfect segue. Let's do it. So, so the woman next to me, I shit you not, had, you know, those like tall garbage bags, like the white ones? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. She had one of those bags. Filled with popcorn. What? Wow. I, Sitting seen... on her lap. Wow. Oh, my God. How was this a large woman? Uh, she was tall, but she wasn't, like, overweight or anything. Huh. She's just really... And it was just really uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm just like, I, you... I guess she really likes popcorn. How do you smuggle that in? Well, here... Did, did you... Well, well even, even when we walked in, like, nobody took our tickets or anything. 
Oh. Which there was like nobody there. Were you oh. at the Tuesday free day? Were you at the Century, Rachel? Yeah. Ah, uh, that makes sense. The Century theaters in Salt Lake are not well attended. <laughs> um, no, there was like no employee anywhere. Like we geez. just walked right in. But yeah, she had her big, huge garbage bag of popcorn, and then she got the hiccups during the movie. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, that would be so. You guys didn't move seats. No, it was a full theater. Oh, oh good lord, move. even worse. I have a sus- yeah. I, have, I have a suspicion that she might have been a theater employee, uh, because the only time that I've ever come across a bag that large of popcorn was when I worked at a movie theater and would take the uh, leftover popcorn home with me at night. <laughs> That's what uh, Cap and I were actually talking about. Like, is this just leftover popcorn? Like, did she fish it out of the trash somewhere? Like, just when you're done. Did she get it? She's walking by the dumpster. She's like, holy shit. No, it's not even that. It's just all the leftover popcorn from the last showing that they just dumped into the trash. Into the tra- uh, she just pulled the bag out of the trash can. It's got soda cups in it. And exactly. Shit. That's what it looked good. like. Oh, that is horrible. <laughs> Was this was it like crinkly and rustly the whole time? Yeah. Oh, oh my god, oh, man! Did she did she offer you any? No. See, that's the biggest dick some. move. Where were there junior mints mixed into the popcorn? Because <laughs> that's no. the taste sensation. It, it, was, it was just strictly popcorn. Oh, Damn. God. Did she finish the bag? What a nightmare. What? Did she finish the bag? Did she, did she eat it all? Yeah. Oh. What? Oh. <laughs> what? She, yeah. No. I saw her like crumple it up and no. then like throw it under the seat. <laughs> Are you kidding? There's hands. Every time I eat movie theater popcorn, I get a stomachache without fail. It's bad. I can't imagine how I cannot imagine how bad it would have been if I would have eaten an entire trash like, bag of popcorn. I'm just imagining oh. like the next day because it's like I hope she knows a good uh, plumber. Wait. Oh my god. Was she sharing it with anybody, Rach? No. Rachel. And it was full. What is happening? Yeah. Why didn't you call the police? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> She's eating the evidence. That like, that's like ten gallons of popcorn. Yeah, exactly. I, I can't even drink ten gallons of water. What the fuck? Like, and she had like a thing of candy. Like she opened all the candy <laughs> so and put one... it in in the cup holder. Uh, Ew, she dumped the candy into the cup yeah. holder. Yeah. Ew. All well, right. She, there's germs in there. That's disgusting. So then she's just like eating out of the cup holder so, the rest of the time, so, and then she gets the hiccups. <laughs> was she like but and again this like she didn't explode into like is this is this didn't turn into a mr creosote situation you should have fed her one final wafer yeah oh, just a wafer thin mis- <laughs> and just pop. did you did you look at her teeth or anything like how were her teeth was she a horse no like like as soon as the movie ended like they got up and bolted, which I mean, I guess you could make Fuck. a few assumptions about why she needed to leave so fast. But <laughs> I feel bad that for her sphincter, funny. man. Yeah, man, that's a lot of popcorn to oh. to go passing through there. Yeah, tear that up. <clears throat> Jeez. Well, so that was fun. If, if, if that woman is listening to the show, our condolences, uh, uh, Cassandra. You just, she looked. She looked like a. Cassandra. There is. Hell there yeah. is hands down nothing in the world that bothers me more than when I'm in a movie theater and somebody's just being a douche nozzle right next to me. Like the whole theater was just filled with douchebags. Yeah. <laughs> the lady in front of me thought her chair was a rocking chair, <laughs> and like just kept rocking back and forth oh, no. and like hitting my feet, Rachel, the whole time. Why do you still go to the Century? Stop. It was the only. Seriously, it was the only showing 
that we could find that wasn't full. Oh my oh god! My wow! God. Everywhere we that's checked a everywhere. Review. That's a good sign, but uh, that sucks. I'm sorry. Well, it's Tuesday, right? That's the yeah, Tuesday. Yeah, exactly. Like all $5 the theaters Tuesdays. in Salt Lake are five dollar Tuesdays. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's the entire Which state. I didn't. Much. I didn't think about at the time, and I'm never doing that again. Yeah, I will pay extra to not have these people. Because you'll also me. you also get a lot of, especially in Utah, you get a lot of kids in those five dollar movies. There, there wasn't any kids. Oh, wow. it was a late movie. Oh, it's it's probably yeah. because like the the seats were already too full that nobody <laughs> could find a seven seats in a row uh, section. Or they were all in the trash bags, hiding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that lady just smuggled in her family. Probably. Maybe it's like Mary Poppins. Mary Popcornsins. Ah, ah, jokes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's. I we've we've uh, we've talked enough about a lot of other stuff. Uh, let's let's talk about Wonder Woman, guys. What's the the. Is it? Did DC do it? Did they save the universe? Are they are they back on track? How? What'd you think? I don't think they saved it. Oh my god! (laughs) But they made a damn good movie. Did they course correct slightly? Uh, Uh, Time will tell. I don't think one. I don't think one movie is enough of a a benchmark to say they course corrected or they saved their franchise or anything. I think. Yeah. It's 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 entirely possible that that if a DC franchise goes on for fifteen movies, odds are good that one of them is going to be pretty good. One of them. Now, will, will will we see the next four in a row be really good? Time will tell. I I'm 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 still hedging my bets that Aquaman's going to be incredible, but I'm I'm definitely still nervous about Justice League. Um, I yep. so so talk a little bit about your thoughts on it. I mean, obviously, it, it sounds like both of you are uh, pretty positive on it. But what what'd you like? What'd you not like? What's 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 the haps? I like the lasers. <laughs> oh yeah all those lasers wait there's yeah. no lasers in the movie shit Fuck. and the robots <laughs> oh that was transformers never mind oh uh, shit we all saw the wrong movie guys <laughs> trans have wonder bots have you seen that have you seen that uh that thing that image going around and like the the text conversation of the girl she's like <laughs> i thought the fox we went guy. to see we, we went to see guardians of the galaxy oh, yeah. too oh, yeah. It was absolutely terrifying, and the little raccoon never showed up to save everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Because <laughs> uh, they saw Alien. Yeah. Right? yeah. 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 It's a good Anyway, a good no, day. I thought it was great. I really liked I, I Jinnick and I, on the way home, we, we definitely had some, oh, uh, some thoughts. But overall, I really enjoyed myself, and I, had, and I, and I thought it was a pretty strong movie. Yeah, that's what I think about it. I and so we'll you know I let's 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 talk positives first, then we'll talk criticisms, and then we'll we'll kind of give ratings and finish off on probably a high note. Uh, I loved uh, the sort of I like I liked that it reversed roles a bit uh, from conventional superhero movies where you have you know the the hunky guy is playing the damsel in distress. Uh, and you know, and and the woman is in charge of her own fate rather than having to be the sidekick to somebody else's fate. Weird that that would work, right? I've never seen anything like that before. Yeah, it doesn't exist. It's not. It's not. It's it's too far out of reality. Yeah, for fake a news movie. Women women can't have their own their own agendas. Um, nope. But yeah, and so I I loved that. I thought that visually this movie was damn stunning. It was nice to see color in a DC movie. 
Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Suicide Squad had so much color in it. Yeah. It sure added a lot of color to the, the film that was already shot, didn't it? Uh, no, I like it was it was nice. Like I looked at Wonder Woman's outfit and I was like, oh, wow, her outfit is red and blue. I thought it was just brown this whole time. It's cool to see that it has actual colors on the outfit. Um, that made me beyond happy to see that her outfit was blue and red. Yeah. And like, thank God. And it was like well put together too. like her boots and stuff like the whole outfit was just like it was, it was a solid outfit. Have you seen the the criticisms that got floated up from Fox News about how her outfit is downright un-American? Yeah, it wasn't American enough. Yeah, because there's no white on it. It's like, <laughs> geez, come on, guys. Yeah, sorry. That's so stupid. Sorry, Fox News. We're so sorry there was no white on her outfit. That's fucking... I, but then again, Fox News gets really mad when there's not white in anything, so... Oh! Um, you just stomped that low-hanging fruit yeah just took the easy one (laughs) a good one took the easy one um grapes are gone but yeah i i i really liked that and i was uh and i how'd you guys feel about uh gal gadot's performance um what do you think rich i loved her yeah i think she's charming and She's got, I don't know. I, I don't think she's the best actress in the world, but I, I still think that she did her, uh, she was right for the role and, and it worked really well. Yeah. 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 That I, yeah, I feel exactly the same way. Yeah. She's not the best actress, but she did have that charm yeah. that just made her feel right as Wonder Woman. Exactly. Yeah. I was like, uh, I was talking to Matt a little bit about it uh, the night that we saw the movie. We didn't want to spoil Rachel. So we, we had a separate little chat um, and it's. It's kind of like, you know, you you watch a movie with Megan Fox and Megan Fox is just bland, like eye candy that's there to just like be sexy or whatever. Uh, and I think that a lot of people were concerned that can, since Gal Gadot is a supermodel uh, that, you know, and that she's like, you know, more petite or whatever than I guess people wanted or whatever the fuck, uh, that she was just going to be there, you know, that she wasn't an actress and that she would just be there to be eye candy. Uh but I think the biggest differentiating factor there is that you watch Megan Fox and there's nothing compelling about her performance. Like she's a bad actress and there's not really anything there to keep you engaged. Whereas with Gal Gadot, she's not like super rangy or anything. She's not a, a tremendous actress, but uh, she does, like you're saying, she has that that charm and that sort of, um, you know, just just that other nature to her where it's like even if she's not delivering like an incredible performance, it's still very engaging uh mm-hmm. and yeah. very likable it's still a performance <laughs> exactly it's still a performance and it's a likable performance you know it's she's not going to win an oscar or anything like that but it's still just a very engaging like she's a, an engaging person to watch not just yeah. because she's beautiful which i mean of course yeah she's fucking beautiful <laughs> but like <laughs> yeah she's gorgeous but there's definitely more there yeah she's I will say, like her her eyebrow game is just fucking. It is on point. She's she is good with those eyebrow movements. She's like she's she a, do the wave with her eyebrows. Fun fact. Yeah, <laughs> she's like just a lot of just a whole lot of eyebrow work sh- when she's looking at stuff, and you're like, whoa, look at those look at those eyebrows dance. It's like some some Dwayne the Rock Johnson levels of eyebrows. Uh, stop, matter. Am I still buzzing? I don't know. It just has been. We don't have to talk about it on air. Um, I just don't know what's what's been uh, going on because it doesn't matter. Whatever. What? He, what? Der- he just derailed everything so bad. I, yeah. uh, it's, what I, it, it, whatever. It doesn't matter. I'm uh, not hearing anything. 
I don't even remember what we were talking about anymore. Did I I I liked the Powerpuff Girls when I was a kid. How about you guys? <laughs> oh yeah, totally. That was a good one, Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> but so so I mean, outside of Gal Gadot, what about the other people in the movie? Um, I mean, I you know nothing nothing nobody in that nobody in that film stole uh, like stole it as a, on a, on a performance right like nothing was like <gasps> the performance that was something else but it all just worked really well together like it was the, like you could tell that there was good chemistry and you tell that like everybody sort of like I don't know you just you could feel that it was uh, probably they 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 had fun doing what they were doing on set which reflects on screen. But there was nothing that was like stand out. Holy smokes, I've never seen that before. It was well balanced. Yeah, totally. Like nobody was bad, but nobody was incredible. It was just Right. You didn't have one guy outshining everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I yeah, I totally agree. And I think that like, you know, people look at the the Rotten Tomatoes rating, like it's, you know, at ninety four or ninety six percent, something like that on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, and I think that some people might mistake that to be like, oh, this is the best movie of all time. But it's more just like that it is a hard movie not to like. And so most people who are going into that movie or reviewing that movie or whatever are going to walk away favorable. Um, yes. Yeah. And so that's why it's 96, because 96% of people enjoyed it. Uh, yeah. Not to say that everyone gave it a 96 out of 100 or a <laughs> 9 out of 10 or whatever. You know what I mean? Um, exactly. No, because I, I mean, I, uh, right. And that's exactly where I sit with that movie. It was absolutely enjoyable and I had a fun time watching it. Um, and if I, if I really want to, I could easily get down to the nitty gritty and nitpick all the things that I thought were not great about that movie that does have, that has no reflection upon the fact that I walked out of that movie happy and stoked that, that movie exists. Yeah. Uh, now let's, let's, let's get into the, a little bit of the, the nitpicky stuff. Um, you know, because obviously, even even when we well, wait, I want to. Here's the things I liked. Here's the things I liked about the movie. Um, are we just going to totally ruin this for you, Sandy? We're, I mean, like, we're going to get into spoiler no. territory, probably. Go for it. Yeah, we. I I, I prepared him before we we came it's, in. It's cool. Okay, I'm an adult. <laughs> <laughs> the one and only. <laughs> Sometimes these things spoilers. happen. Yeah, I know. We 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 were always like protective of each other. Like, no, I don't want spoilers. Bye. But. Uh, no, so my 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 hands down my favorite part of that entire movie was that the beach battle with the Amazons versus the Germans. That was so cool. That was one of the coolest b- battle scenes I've seen in a movie in a long time. Yeah, that shit was awesome. Uh, and and a and a and a and a and a and a show of how slow motion can work. Yeah, it it used the Zack Snyder method uh, at its best, not at its worst in terms yes, of action scenes. It, exactly. Um, which I will say, Zack Snyder, that is one of those things that most of the time Zack Snyder is very good at. Um, when it's not a scene that's like covered in black filters. Uh, yeah, and I, I will say, in that scene, in the background, you can see a German boat that's like slowly tipping over, but it doesn't show the boat capsizing. I really want to see a giant boat capsize. Director's huh. cut. Didn't see that. You didn't see that? Yeah, when they were like coming onto the shore, there's a giant boat in the background that's just like well, slowly I saw tipping. The, I, I didn't yeah. see that it was tipping over. I just saw that it was in the background. But yeah, I noticed that it was leaning, but that's about it. Mm. Yeah, it capsized, but it capsized off screen, so that was a wheat watt. But uh, yeah, no that 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 action scene was goddamn legendary. Um, oh, it was fantastic. That was fantastic. Um, I the there's that right after that the scene where. 
Steve Trevor and Diana are on the boat and he's like super weird about sleeping next to her. I think that was like mm-hmm. hands mm-hmm. down one of the one of the best like emasculating scenes I've seen in a long time, which just I thought was excellent. Yeah. And, Dude, I, and a lot of the guys in the theater were uh, getting real squirmy about it. And I was like, yeah, I, I was like, cause yeah, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, I sat like, so I, I went and saw wonder woman like by myself after, uh, after a class that I was taking just cause I was like, okay, I'm, I, I need to see this like opening night or whatever. Like I, you know, I, uh, didn't want to like wait too long to see it. And so I, I saw it on Thursday night after a class and I sat like, or maybe it was Friday night. I don't care. Uh, in the middle of, uh, in the middle of like a bunch of, um, like a bunch of Guido tools, <laughs> and uh-huh. so, and like not only were they uh, Guido tools, um, I fixed the buzzing, Matt. Uh, not only were they Guido tools, but like Guido tools that just like smelled of cigarettes. Like that, okay, that's my Ugh. biggest pet peeve. If you're gonna smoke, don't smoke right before walking into a movie with a bunch of people sitting right next to you. Like, come the fuck. But on. you got you got to fill up on nicotine. Yeah, you got to get the fix. PPM yeah. down. You got to <sighs> top off your tank. That shit, like that, that pissed me off like to no ends. And so it was it was funny when I when when the movie arrived at that scene to see all of these Guido douchebags just like immediately like tense up and like react really really awkwardly to essentially a beautiful woman on screen telling them that they are completely unnecessary uh (laughs) it was so good because they're yeah it's it's it's, there's a good scene it's is super emasculating and i watched that i started laughing when she said that and all of these dudes around me are all just like super like aggro like not saying anything like not doing anything just totally motionless uh it was just it was a it was a fun fun little moment yeah. Um, no, I like that too. And I and I think that's I think I said something to you along the lines of like along those uh, lines. <sighs> along those lines. <laughs> uh how do I I got to think about how I want to say it cuz I don't want it to come off either A pretentious or B douchebaggy so uh someone else talk right now. <laughs> <laughs> um I will say uh the development of Robin Wright's character left a lot to be desired, and her accent was really weird. <laughs> she yeah, I noticed she that was... they all kind of took on Gal Gadot's accent a little. <laughs> it was probably a situation where they were like, "Okay, uh, she's not going to be able to do an American accent, guys. So let's uh, let's let's try and move everyone else closer to that side." <laughs> that's it what it there. seemed like, yeah. which I I thought was a little distracting, but yeah, and that's a hard <laughs> accent to mimic too, like. Uh, credit to who to everybody who tried but like it it, it didn't quite land for me <laughs> yeah especially it was with, a little off yeah like robin wright it was like she she could try all her damnedest but like she's not good at at like you know rolling her r's or like doing any of those like real like you know nitty-gritty uh alliterations but she sure tried to yeah um so and i i thought that uh okay and and you know, again, like I, I loved this movie, and and the I thought the second act was goddamn incredible, but good lord, was the first act clunky. I like, it felt like a weird montage of like bad acting and like jumping from like scene to scene with just like tireless exposition. Well, I mean, the if the whole first part of the movie was supposed to be exposition. Yeah. Well, yes, uh. But not that overt, man. Like, I mean, the the first act of the movie, like, yeah, you want to establish your status quo and, like, introduce people to the world. But it was just, like, 
really, really like direct in your face exposition where like you weren't really like learning stuff because a character was going through something. You were learning it because somebody was just like like talking almost directly to the audience, explaining the world. Um, mm. And it just like that eh, didn't. Yeah, it didn't bother it me. It didn't bother me. I didn't like it, but I mean, it, it still worked. I just it, it was like as I was watching that, I was having flashes of other DC movies that I haven't liked before. <laughs> oh, well, you know what's funny? I think that there was. I think that was. Uh, so I was talking to the guy I went and saw it with, and I think that was absolutely an effect we were both experiencing during that movie is like we've got this DC grime on us from the past <laughs> movies and it's like hard to it's it was almost hard to get into it because you're like when it, it's going to turn it's good. <laughs> like waiting for that moment where the movie got shitty or you know just like yeah, yeah. anticipating that kind of like that same DC thing and it never happened and it was like kind of but I, I there was definitely I mean I walked out when I walked out of the movie I was like very on the fence. Jenica and I had to talk about it for a long time, and then I, I literally slept on it. And the next morning, I woke up and I was like, "Okay, I, I liked it. It was good. I enjoyed it." But it it, it took some time to like wash that DC grime off of like the the trauma of BVS and Suicide Squad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I can understand that. Um, I've uh, yeah, I mean uh, yeah. Blech. <laughs> I, I, that's what it does to you man yeah, yeah. Like a dc grime i'm a i'm a dc fan i love these characters uh but yeah i mean there's there have there have definitely been some big flaws in the way that those this franchise has been handled in film so far yeah no the characters are great just they were just really not good movies that's all yeah. i don't know man suicide squad won an oscar <laughs> yeah oscar winning suicide oscar squad, winning suicide squad. Uh. <laughs> oscar joker's oscar winning forehead tattoo oh my god that that forehead Ugh. tattoo was part of an ensemble that won an oscar that beats star trek yep. yeah for makeup yeah for makeup, for makeup. And, and uh and costumes like oh my god that beat a star trek movie that's yeah <clears throat> i just i, it beat I a star wars movie it beat a star wars movie <laughs> I love that Joker's forehead tattoo won an Oscar. I knew a guy in high school who fancied himself a graffiti artist and like he was he was a tool bag that wasn't very good. And he was like, Hey Sandy, this is my this is my cool interpretation of the Joker, and I shit you not, it was one hundred percent Jared Leto Joker. It was like no joke. He had the bad tattoos, he had the like bad jacket, he had the like I I want to be Mr. Gangster Man fashion sense. And so when they, when, when they showed him off in the previews, I was like, oh, I saw this six years ago, and it was bad then when a 15-year-old <laughs> was drawing it. <laughs> I think oh, that was actually funny. in our, fir- our first episode we ever recorded on The Savage Land was when they released the first image of the Joker. Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah. That was, uh, yeah. was a fun time. Um, yep. Don't listen to it. Yeah, I, everybody. It's actually iTunes. <laughs> iTunes uh, doesn't list that episode. You have to go on our website and dig for it. <laughs> for some reason, iTunes cuts us off at a hundred total episodes being listed, and so it just keeps oh, deleting the oldest episode. Yeah, I like honestly, I don't care honest like that bad because our early episodes are really rough, and so if they vanish from iTunes, that's okay. Just rebrand them as Savage Lands Legends and <laughs> Legends. Just move on. Start over. New episode one. Nice. Uh, <laughs> I've I've definitely suggested it before, but there is something to be said about just maintaining the momentum. Um, uh, All right, here's the here, here, here's what I thought. I thought that I thought, and w- this is kind of the thing the thing that Jenna and I were talking a lot about is like, it's like 
yes, the movie was very strong, had a very had very strong sort of inherent feminism to the film due to the nature of the characters. And there's a big part of me that wished they would have gone farther with it. Like, for example, every time Diana's about to do something, a guy tries to stop her. But there never comes a point where the guys are like, where the guys recognize like, oh my God, she's so, even after she does like super badass, like save a town almost single-handedly from Germans killing civilians and all this other like crazy superhuman stuff she does, they still try to stop her at every turn. And like, I get to some degree that that might be in line with what historically men, men were like, you know, maybe in, incapable of recognizing that, yeah. that in that, in that time. I don't think you need to be so, I think it, uh, I would have, I would have liked to see a little bit of like, of men being like, you know what? Get out! Of, let's get out of her way. She's more than capable of well, what she's capable of. See, I don't know if I being a, being a huge badass. I don't know if I agree a hundred percent because I mean, really, what it comes down to is the people who are constantly against her, uh, you know, are kind of her adversaries. Like when you look at the the foe howling commandos, they pretty quickly just kind of respect her and do what she says. I don't know. No, they don't though. Like throughout the whole thing, even when she's even like at the end, Chris Pine's still trying to stop her from doing all well, these things. Chris Pine, yeah, uh, and that's and that's a big part of it. Is like everybody's like trying to like like don't like no, she can't she can't go do these things. And I I think that that would have been a strong of like no no no, like for, uh, maybe a scene where Chris Pine like you know just completely backs off. Everybody just backs off and lets her have her own voice in the film. Well, um, instead of instead of being constantly trying like being told she, I mean I get it. She's constantly trying to be told she can't do things, and she just does them anyway and succeeds, which in and of itself is a powerful yeah, message. I think I think that like, it, and it's it's kind of that that film rule of of showing not telling, and I think that like just via her actions of being like capable of doing those things, I feel like that's that that's almost a stronger statement than having to like have it explained. Well, yes, and I think it's also important for, 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 for. God, I, I hope I don't come off as like super pretentious, <laughs> but I, but I, I think it's important for young men to see it and recognize that it's okay to back off and to say and to let let women take the lead because they're so, because they're capable of doing it, you know, mm-hmm. and 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 not and and send them, you know, and I yes, that's maybe that's politicizing the movie too much, and that's not the point yeah. of the movie, but. I think that is. I do. I don't know. I just. I was. So, I guess I was so excited to see a, 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 a female lead in a superhero movie that I was like, "Go all the way," you know. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and that's just kind of the person I am too. Where I, that's that's an important thing in my life. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm projecting to some degree of like, I want to see that more in these movies. Yeah. Well, and I, I have a couple more thoughts, but I about that. But I, I am curious, Rachel. What like what's what's your take on that? Obviously, because it's like two guys talking about women. Uh, and now they should represent feminism. But like, what's what's your take on this? Well, isn't that how it always is? <laughs> no, that was, this is this is the this is the point in the story where we both recognize, uh, where, where we both recognize that we're we're it, we're we're getting in your way, and we need to back off and let you take the lead. Yeah, all right, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but what do you think? I, I, I do. I see. 
both Matt's side and kind of your side, you know, that like I, I do want it out there and I do have the same feelings that Matt does that finally there's a female lead superhero that is stronger than everybody else that is capable of all these things. And there's always a man holding her back saying, you can't do that and you have to stay here. And I'm the one that's going to protect you when really she can obviously protect herself Mm -hmm. and protect everybody else. And yeah, that's obviously very, very important to me. (laughs) Of course. And, and I, I do feel like in a way I hope men take that from it and mm-hmm. I do agree with Matt, you know, especially young men. But I, I kind of feel like younger men already do kind of feel that way. Yeah. And the ones who don't, I, like a movie is not going to change their opinion on that. Well, I do. Okay. It, it could. It could. It could. I, you know, there's always a small, small chance that it could. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think it's more just a generational thing. Yeah. I, of, I, of men saying that women can't do these things and. They just want to keep us in one spot, you know, barefoot, pregnant in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 yeah, yeah, sorry, I don't, you, I, you have the floor. Yeah, I, and I don't know if I'm even saying this, yeah. you know, coherently. No, I, I totally get what you're saying. I, the, I guess the one thing I'll say is that, so, I've talked on the show a lot about how, how much I love Saga, and it's probably my favorite comic book today, Uh but they just released the new issue of, of this f- like new story arc for 25 cents. Uh, so of course I scooped that up right away and I love that series. And that series has always been a big um, sort of champion of progressive ideals, you know, feminism and uh, you know, like r- racial equality and all that stuff. Uh, I will say in this most recent issue of saga, it definitely got a lot more uh, preachy in its ideals than it normally was. And I think that, it's fine for a story to, you know, like stories should always I, have a message. Uh, but the point of it being a fictional story and not just an essay is that you find ways to weave that into the narrative that are tactful and doesn't just become a character talking to the audience. And so in this new issue of Saga, I found that unlike normal with that series, there was a lot of... Um, a lot of just just overt uh, speaking to the audience because it, it started talking about you know abortion rights and, and stuff like that, which like the ideals that it's preaching are absolutely what I feel that I'm I'm aligned with. I'm a very you know pro choice person, uh, but when the story just starts like talking to the audience and saying, "Yeah, boy, it's really fucked up when that's not equal," am I right? And like really just like heavy handed like laying it on. Uh, it kind of takes me out of it a little bit, even if it's something that I'm fully on board with. Um, sure. Yeah. I, 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 I also, I see that too. And so I don't know. That's that's. I guess that's my only contention uh, against that is that I think that through the, through actions and through showing the power of that woman and showing her defying whatever expectations that people are having, uh, that that's a strong enough message for a story to have. But maybe I'm wrong. Well, I, yeah, I, I, you know, it's but it's a little bit of both, right? I think it's like what what's your intention behind the movie? And obviously, this the intention behind Wonder Woman. Well, I don't know what the intention was. I mean, like it, it, making money, making money. <laughs> I, you're, a you're, lot you're, of money. You're absolutely right. 
billions of dollars. Yeah. Um, I hope this movie makes a billion dollars. It would be amazing if the first DC movie of this era to make a billion dollars was Wonder Woman. I would love that. It's going to be. It'd be it'd be amazing to see a movie directed by a woman make a billion dollars. Oh, yeah. That'd be the first yeah. time, wouldn't it? Yeah, oh, yeah. Shit. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, I, everything. I mean, that's the thing. That, you know, regardless of whether I'm like in, in my personal politics, I'm like, go farther. I'm super glad this movie exists. I, I think it's a good start. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's 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 absolutely like this shouldn't be the start. Yeah, but I think it totally, is a good start. It's like so ridiculously overdue. But the fact that it exists, the fact that it's doing as well and it, it's as good as it is, is so fantastic. Yeah. That, that uh, it's opening. It, this will open doors for. So many more films that to come out that that finally can step away from the hyper masculine lead, yeah, which is which would be super great. Well, and we've already seen it uh, because, like, I mean, you know, DC greenlit the Gotham City Sirens movie, um, which is dope, plus a Batgirl movie. Like, I think yes. that, and it's it's yeah, cool totally. that this universe is like taking a very female driven turn. Yeah, no, it's the best. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I really think that 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 DC could go miles by having the entire universe Mm -hmm. female female driven i think that would be and like that that would be huge one thing i will say to dc's credit is that like their in terms of their backlog of characters they have a hell of a lot more strong female characters than marvel does like marvel has a lot of really good ones but dc has way more you know what i mean like it's they've got a deep deep bench um yeah and so they could they could really lean into that pretty heavily yeah no i mean i you know i you know for all my for all that, yeah, really, and, that's 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 at the, at the at the end of the day, I I I'm, I'm overjoyed this film exists and is as good and as strong and as was is it, that it is what it is. Yeah, and here's yeah. okay. Here's the awesome thing too is that uh, it shows how little confidence that Warner Brothers had in the DC franchises before they created the DC Films branch that they only signed on Patty Jenkins for one movie. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. and so now she's got Warner Brothers oh, and really DC Films now she's got them by the balls just being like hey if you want me you're going to have to pay up and give me a lot of creative freedom uh, you're actually going to have to pay me a lot of money exactly like and that's the thing is like they're going to have to because they're not going to let her go like because if, if they better not because if they do like Sony Fox and Marvel are all just waiting right there to be like hey you want to direct one of our movies please I know if DC if if Warner Brothers drops that ball, I bet you a billion dollars she'll just she'll she'll Black Widow movie will come out with her directing. Oh yeah, well yeah. I mean uh, yeah, she she could have her pick of any X Men, Spider Man, or Marvel character. Uh, Spider Gwen the movie. I well yeah. So oh, that's boy. that's something that no. <laughs> that's a Gwen <laughs> the movie. Yeah. Oh no. Gwenpool. Oh. <laughs> uh, no. Barbarella too. Oh god. Um. But no, oh, okay. I, yeah, I'm on board with that. <laughs> I think it's really cool because I and we've seen it in the marketing that Justice League, uh, in terms of like who they are flaunting in front of us, it is equally Batman and Wonder Woman. Like, and yeah. it's that's no, that's great. That's shocking that anything is coming close to Batman in terms of marketing for a DC movie because Batman has always been their breadwinner, like yeah. since the '60s. What happened to Superman? Yeah. I know. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's what happens when Indeed. you. What what did happen to Superman? <laughs> Great question. Whatever happened to truth, justice, and the American way? Um, 
got killed by a jack in the box. Yeah. I I just I'm I'm like super excited for Patty Jenkins to just like get an amazing contract and have like her entire run of whatever she wants to do uh and to have this universe driven by Joss Whedon and Patty Jenkins and Jeff Johns and James Wan like that's that's so exciting to have those distinct voices all mixing together. Um I don't know. That's fucking cool. I'm so ready for them to drop the ball incredibly hard with this. <laughs> Like, I'd, I'm not trying to be a negative Nancy, but, like, one-fourth of the DC movies have been good. This is the first one However, that's been real good. But the other uh-huh. three DC movies came out from a completely, like, legitimately a completely different studio. No, no, I completely understand it, but, like, I just, I feel it in my bones that they are going to, like, they're going to see this huge success and be like, oh, we don't need you anymore. Yeah. Or, like, I, I, you know this, what, I... Warner Brothers has such a horrible track record with, or a fantastic track record with dropping the ball, mm-hmm. that I'm 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 right there with you, man. Like I and n- nothing in my gut wants Warner Brothers to succeed more after seeing Wonder Woman, and I just I've I've just got that like that like sinking like they're gonna how how can they screw this up because they're gonna do it. Here's the thing though, and like uh, and not to always be the one that's defending this, but like. The difference now is that this universe. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> this universe isn't the isn't being driven by a bunch of like Warner Brothers studio execs anymore. It's being driven by two guys, one of whom is a creator himself. You know, like, and that's that's a big difference. No, I know. I mean, I I have faith in Jeff Johns, man. Jeff Johns is great, but I I, I Warner Brothers still has control, right? I mean, they'd have they, they didn't. DC Films isn't like a isn't like Marvel where they're just like nope we're our own thing. Well, they are though. DC Films is now exactly what Marvel Studios is. Like Jeff Johns and John Berg hold as much power in DC as Kevin Feige does with Marvel. Oh, well, okay. Then, well, then that's yeah. You can much, only hope. Well, that, that, and that's yeah, that's what can, I'm saying. Like exactly. that's why it's such a big thing now is because they are their own company now, just like Marvel Studios is their own company. And like literally outside of the president of Warner Brothers, those two don't answer to anybody. And so. You know, unless unless somehow the president of Warner Brothers decides to like take a hands-on role, which he's never done, uh, they'll be fine. Sure, but Mr. Brothers is gonna get. Ma- yeah, ma- <laughs> well, yeah, Warner Brothers himself. Hi, I'm Mr. Warner Brothers <laughs> Junior. Yeah, Warner Brothers Junior. I got a lot of sisters. Um. Anyway, uh, yeah. Any any other notes on this movie? Like, we're we're gonna move into the recommended reading, but I didn't want to like you know finish it off before uh, we've said said our all of our thoughts on it. Uh, n- n- nothing, nothing that I want to like dive into. But yeah, we. I, I, unless you got anything, Rich. Nope. Dope. Um. All right. Rec- recommended recommended reading. Uh, what's what what do you, what comics do you think? Since we are a comic book podcast. Which comic books what? do you think? I know, right? What's fun? Who would have thought? Uh, which comic books do you think people would enjoy uh, after going to see this movie? Hmm. I've I've got some ready. If you guys are uh, pondering it, uh, yeah, go for it. I, I have a, I have a. I'm gonna try to whittle mine down. Go, but go. You can start. All right. Uh, my mine are actually gonna be a little uh, Wonder Woman focused, but um, if you want to read like a one-off story then I would recommend either Wonder Woman The Hikatea by Greg Rucka or JLA A League of One by Christopher Moeller. Uh, both of those are self-contained Wonder Woman stories that are goddamn awesome. Uh, if you want to see Wonder Woman kick Batman's ass and like just be a fucking boss, then read The Hikatea. If you want to see Wonder Woman take out the entire Justice League for their own protection, then read JLA A League of One. 
Um, and then uh, if you want to read like a long story that's like, you know, like a long form continuing arc that went on for about four years uh, that this movie was heavily based on, then you can read Wonder Woman by Brian Azzarello and Cliff Chang. Uh, volume one of that is called Blood. And then I think it's like guts and metal and wood or some other shit like that. Um, yeah. 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 Which is good. I read. Well, uh, I didn't actually like it. What's wrong with me? <laughs> <laughs> Stay true to yourself, Matt. Come on. It's all good. Um, I mean, there's, yeah, there's a lot of Wonder Woman stuff out there. Like, Gail Simone had a really awesome run for a while. Um, Greg Rucka's done, like, dipped his toes back into that world quite a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, yeah, there's good stuff out there. What, what's, what's, what do you guys got boiling in the, in the boilers? I got something good. Yeah? Uh, I, I have a strong recommendation. You're not going to be able to find this in print anywhere for anywhere cheap, but I'm sure you can figure out where to find it. I recommend... Checking out issue number one of Amazon by Amalgam Comics. <laughs> uh, that's the short-lived novelty mashup imprint that DC and Marvel worked on together. Yep. And Amazon is like the character, the main, the lead protagonist. Her name is Wonder Woman. And she's Storm from X-Men who got lost at sea as a baby and raised on Themyscira. And took up the title of Wonder Woman. So she's one. It's Storm with Wonder Woman's costume on and the bracers fighting against Poseidon. Oh, well, that sounds awesome! It's, wow, it is baller. I love I love Amalgam Comics. And actually, that's that's a good way to just uh, mention really quick that uh, at some point soon uh, there will be a limited run podcast on that might be cool dot com that is Sandy and I completely exploring the Amalgam universe. I thought uh, we were still working on that. I didn't know you were going to say anything. About I mean, that. we're still working on it, but like, it's going to happen. So, fuck it. So, uh, if you've never read those comics, uh, maybe you should go check them out. They're super fun. They're Track them down. Wild. And uh, maybe, maybe Matt and Rachel will will be featured on it. It's entirely in their hands whether or not they want to. And I, I never want to force them into a project, but uh, maybe they will. Maybe they won't. I, I don't want to be friends with you guys. Whatever. He forces us into stuff all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh yeah, so that's 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 fun stuff. I love amalgam stuff. Um, oh what do you guys got, Matt and Rach? What do you got, Rach? I don't know. I'm still kind of thinking. Uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna because it's because I can't think of any be- anything better right off the top of my head. Um. Uh, Mark Wade's Black Widow run. Um, if you're, if you're, if you're, if you're, if you're, if you walked out of Wonder Woman and you're like, I want some more Marvel in my life. <laughs> <laughs> that was good, but I hate DC. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, Mark White's Black Widows. It's a great comic. Uh, the, it's got one of the best first issues I've ever read. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Uh, uh, I would also, I'm going to just go with Marvel cause that's sort of my forte. Uh, uh, read Miss Marvel. Mm. Oh yeah, by uh, G Willow Wilson. Couple, yes, excellent. Kamala Khan is an interesting, very interesting, fun Damn character. It, that was the one that I was going for. <laughs> Come on, Rachel. <laughs> There's still another Come on, very you can, popular you know one. Where, you, you know that you know where I'm going next then, right? Yep. Come on, you got this. You got this, Rach. Oh no, Captain Marvel? Captain Marvel <laughs> by Kelly Sue DeConnick. <laughs> yes, Captain Marvel by Kelly Sue DeConnick. If you can figure out which one came first, read the read issue number one, uh, <laughs> but not the other not the one. Not the number one you're looking at, the other number one. Yeah. Unless you're looking at the right number one, then don't read the other number one. Yeah, the number one. Well, Until not, you read the first number one. But then not one. the third number one either. You gotta can read I the... skip it and start on number two? No. Damn no, it. don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. I, uh, the, 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 
let me see. I've got the trade here. Let's see if uh, isn't it like a better, stronger, the... harder, or harder, faster, harder, more... better, faster, stronger, something like that. It's no, it's Earth's Mightiest Hero Volume One. Wind what? And fire. Yeah, Earth's Mightiest Hero will be on the cover. Oh, like you and, just said, uh, that's the tagline for it. If it, it, it can, if it, it, if it will help you, uh, the art is by Emma Rios. Do, do, do. Maybe no, yeah. it's by Dexter Soy. Oh my God, where is it? The art uh, is by Dexter Soy. Yes, nice. Second try every time. <laughs> yep, and it starts out with uh, Carol Danvers and Captain America fighting some uh, the the. Uh, What's that guy's name? The Absorbing Man, or whatever Ooh. his name is. Ooh. I didn't know he was yeah. a recurring character. Yeah. It's pretty great. <laughs> uh, Rach, what you got? Well, Matt stole all yours. Since, since those were taken, um, I think I will suggest Scarlet Witch mm. Ooh, by yeah. James Robinson that's currently going right now. It's a good series. I've... I, I've really enjoyed it, and the cover art is incredible. It's like the most incredible art I've ever seen. Your art is the best art. It's a quote from so, some Office. of some of the inside art isn't that great. <laughs> they they switch it up, but the cover art is awesome, and it is a pretty interesting sci-fi ghost story. Noise going on. Um, and I will also stick to the Marvel route. <laughs> <laughs> And and I'm gonna say uh, the mighty Thor. Oh oh yeah, yep. that's a good one. Yep, Jason Aaron for the win. Yeah, I've really really loved it. I was definitely not a hundred percent on board with a female Thor, but mm-hmm. it's oh, it's, it's so awesome. Yeah, it is incredible. Is it better so than the good. time I, that Thor was a frog? It's equally as no, good as the no, time no, Thor was. Nothing a frog. is as good as when <laughs> <laughs> when it, what was his, what was his name. Beta Ray Bill. Remember. No, that's that's no. when Thor was an no. alien. Yeah, I know that was when Thor was an alien, yeah. but it's good no, no, as well. No, the, the, the frog's name oh, it's like has to do with it, they like it's like Throg or something. That's really, I think that is yeah, Throg. Throg. When do we get a Beta Throg. Ray Bill movie? It's hopefully yeah. after Ragnarok. Who do I have to kill? I think I I'm betting it, you it is Throg. I think he's going to show up in Ragnarok. Yeah, I'm betting he, you he shows up in Ragnarok, Ragnarok and oh, I bet you God. that's what Taika is going to do after Ragnarok is make a Beta Ray Bill movie. Like oh my yep. Like I want a Beta Ray Bill movie and I want a Swamp Thing movie. A new Swamp Thing. I want the Swamp Thing movie. I can die. I will say, really quick on a Swamp Thing note, uh, two weeks ago, there was a Batman issue that was a crossover between Batman and Swamp Thing. It was called The Brave and the Mold. Yeah! It was written by Tom King with art by Mitch Gerrards. It's fucking incredible. It's a one off story, like beginning, middle, and end contained with one issue. It's got 20 pages. 20 pages. (sighs) So good. I'm in. Um, yeah, DC. If, if yeah, DC. If DC, if, anyone out there at, at DC Films who is like, you know, who we need to bring to our side, that guy on the Savage Land, Matt, <laughs> make that Swamp Thing movie because Swamp yes. Thing's Swamp Thing is hands down one of my favorite characters. New Swamp of all Thing, time. New Howard the Duck, Beta Ray Bill movie. Yeah, just get Squirrel weird. Girl. Let's movie. get weird, guys. Um, Amalgam Ch- Comics. Chip Zdarsky directing <laughs> yes. the Howard the Duck movie. There you go. Oh, Chip yeah. Zdarsky brings you Dinosaur Comics, the movie. <laughs> oh my god, I, yes! I will say, uh, <laughs> since we, since pretty much everything we mentioned was from the big two, if you want to pick up a trade that's not so expensive, uh, you can pick... Yeah, I was, I was gonna I was gonna jump over there too, but go ahead. Uh, Pretty Deadly, Volume 1 by Kelly, Kelly Sue DeConnick and Emma Rios. Uh, that comic is so badass, and the art is fucking wild. Uh, Jordi Belair on colors is a fucking godsend. 
Um, it's nothing like any other comic you've read. I Pretty Deadly is goddamn incredible. It takes a little while to warm up to the art because it is so out there. Uh, but that comic's great. How, pitch me on the art. Uh, I, the art is very sketchy. Okay. Uh, and it's like it it, lo- it can appear super rough, but once you kind of get into it, it's really beautiful. There's a lot of like double page spreads that don't really have traditional panels, um, but like really explore how you can tell a narrative within a page. It, it's super good. Hard to explain. Anyway, sounds nice. Uh, I'm gonna. I, I, I've I've talked about it before in the podcast. I'll just drop it again by uh, Joe Keating. Uh, Shutter. Oh yeah. Yes. Yep. So good. Uh, but I have one more. I have one more. My <laughs> other one is, if you walked out of Wonder Woman and you're like me and you're like, let's talk more about feminism and gender politics. Yes. Oh, um, yep. I would pick up to. why the last why the last man by Brian K. Vaughn. I gave my mom that comic for Christmas because she's a marital therapist and a behavioral psychologist. Yep, and, sh- and I that's that's that that comic is chock full of. Let's reverse all gender dynamics uh, by only having one male character. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and Pia, Pia Guerra on the art, who actually I'm not like a huge fan of Pia Guerra normally, but she was she was pretty fantastic on Why the Last Man. I really like the art in that book. That's just a and, and that's such a phenomenal story. Yeah. So. That's my other one. Dope. And I'm going to throw out Paper Girls. <laughs> Paper Girls! I, I, you know, I, I didn't want to drop Paper Girls, but it's like the most appropriate one. But like, I yeah. just, I was like, how, how many times are we, are we doing, are we doing to our audience what we do to you? Just be like, read Paper Girls. Everybody, yeah. you should read Paper Girls. So we're just like, we're, Brian K. Vaughn, do you like Brian K. Vaughn yet? If you don't like Brian K. Vaughn, you better fucking like him now. The, I, I don't think so. I hope not. No, okay. I, I don't, I don't think we hound on it. We're not, texting no. everybody every day <laughs> telling them <laughs> to what? read this. I've never done that. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, yeah, that, that about does it. We're, uh, we're running close on time here. So uh, actually running over. Yep. But uh, if you like the show. Oh, and we had a we had a review uh, come in. Let me. A review. A review. A time for the reviews. Let me uh, let me uh, pull it up here. It's a review. And this review is actually relevant uh, because, so, as we've been doing with all of our reviews, we try to look up, like, you know, when they put a name attached to the review, a username, then we try to look up that username and see who they are so we can plug them, uh, not in a sexual way. Um, uh, mm. This review comes... Unless you're but, into that. But, yeah, but maybe. Maybe, though. Yeah, I mean, it's man-hating. Let's Just call me. Call me. My number is 555 <laughs> No, your number, Matt, is 413-SAVAGE-4. <laughs> Um, oh yeah, my number is four one three savage four. Give me a call. Uh, <laughs> so this this review is from Mark Meadows. Uh, five stars. Headline: More importantly, comma hilarious. <laughs> Their chemistry helps break through the crowd of average pop culture podcasts. Uh, and I will say that uh, username Mark Meadows is somebody that you can follow on Twitter. It's a Z at the end, and he runs the uh, DC Cinematic Minute podcast. Oh, uh, a podcast which you can even hear my own voice on if you're not sick of it yet. Yeah, God bless that man for doing something that I don't think I could ever even go near. Yeah. Yeah, I... <laughs> Here's the thing. We can say congratulations, though, uh, Mark, because once you get through Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, and Suicide Squad, <laughs> you're going to have a great time. you have a great movie. <laughs> uh, no, I will say that like, if you love DC movies and, and if you disagree with us and you actually did enjoy those movies, which I there are things that I enjoy in those movies. I don't necessarily think they're great yeah, overall, but there are things that I enjoy. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Hey, I like I like Jared Leto as the Joker, so what, what take that as you will. 
Uh, I will say, Mark <laughs> Mark does a great job of being enthusiastic about these movies, uh, and it's it's a fun podcast. They're they they really dive deep on them. So if you like that, go check out DC Cinematic Minute. He also has more yeah. uh, courage than we do for sticking with a minute podcast. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. And thank you. And thank you for the review, Mark. Uh, that the that means a lot to well me. I, I'm not gonna speak for everybody. No. The reviews. I, I'm glad. I'm glad we work well together. <laughs> Sometimes. Just kidding. Sometimes. No, I, I think the bickering helps. Actually, I think that's part of the appeal. It probably does. Um, but yeah, and if you, I mean, I the guy. I, uh, uh, I'm gonna give uh, Alex another shout out. I work with him. He started working. At my job, and I told him I did a podcast, and he went and he listened to every single episode over the what? course of like two weeks, which I told Jeez. him, which I, I was like, dude, you are crazy. That is, yeah, uh, I wouldn't even subject myself one of the, to that. One of the things he said that, one of the things that he he likes is he, he, he enjoys some of the, uh, the, 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 the fun, casual uh, arguing and ribbing that we do to each other, so. <laughs> Ribbed for like your that. pleasure. <laughs> 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 yeah gross if there's if there's anything you like because we're we we don't oh, know what it. the fuck works uh <laughs> it, <laughs> that took me a sec it took me out a sec to get the ribbed that's that's how all my jokes are oh condoms um <laughs> uh but yeah if you if you also want to make us feel good so we don't cry into our pillows every night mm-hmm. uh you can uh go on to itunes and and drop us a review hit whatever star you think is appropriate and be sure to leave a message because we, we do keep getting them where it's like people leave us a five-star review, and we love those. Those are fantastic, and if that's all you want to do, if you have nothing to say, that's fine, uh, but we do love seeing those messages, and if you have anything to plug, whether it's just your Twitter or your aunt's new car or whatever, uh, leave us a review, and we'll, we'll give you a shout-out. Um, yeah, and if you want to ask me about my feminist agenda, call me at 43Savage4. 413Savage4. 413Savage4. Uh and then if you uh, want to go on in more detail, you can send uh, an email to letters at savagelandpodcast.com or you can follow us on Twitter at savagelandpod or Facebook and Instagram at savagelandpodcast. Give us a follow. Give us a like. Give us whatever you want. Give us your money. Just kidding. Don't give us your money. Maybe give us your money. I don't know. Or or give us your money. Yeah. If you give us your money, I'll tell you about my feminist agenda. <laughs> <laughs> All your milk money. Um, yeah, I mean, we might, we might have some <laughs> things on that thing. Anyway, doesn't matter. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that, that does it for the show. And we definitely have a catchphrase and it's definitely not what Matt's about to say, despite how much he makes you Later, think. Later, skater. Later, skater. Later, skater.